This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. We'll talk about that later on, but uh, off the top today, uh, a story that should have us all in tears, but a story that we got to talk about and a story that's not getting enough attention. So that's where I want to start today. I want to talk about the horrors that are unfolding in Aleppo as that city is about to fall to Syrian and Russian troops. Right, these Russians who are, we're told by some apologists, they're in Syria to take on ISIS. That's not what's happening in Aleppo. Now, word today, Russia's envoy to the UN uh, claiming there is a deal. There is a, a ceasefire that would allow rebel fighters to leave the city. That could happen within hours. Uh, but now, thanks to social media, we've been hearing and seeing firsthand accounts of people in Aleppo who were essentially waiting to die. And we're getting a better understanding of the horrors that are unfolding. So I want to get our next guest in to talk about uh, all of this. Terry Glavin is an author and journalist. He's a columnist for the Ottawa Citizen and National Post and has been following this very closely. Terry, thanks so much for making some time for us here. Hi, Rob. How are you doing? Uh, I'm well. So is this as bad as it seems to be, Terry? Uh, It's worse than it seems to be. I don't know. You know, I've been covering this from the beginning of the Arab Spring, and I've been in the region, and I've been in northern Syria with the Kurdish resistance, and I've been in the refugee camps in Jordan and in Turkey and uh, with the Kurds in northern Iraq. And, you know, you just sort of watch this. uh, I mean, the funny thing is, you know, we talk about genocide in the region, usually in the context of the Yazidis, I think quite properly, not loudly enough, and the Assyrians and so on. The majority population of the people of Syria, the Sunni majority, uh, has been uh, subject to uh, what, you know, the dictionary definition of genocide, basically the whole country. And we've watched it happen, and uh, we've wrung our hands, and we've said, uh, oh, you know, there's no good guys in Syria. What about, you know, George Bush is the, is, it's George Bush's fault. Uh, oh, they're just a bunch of Arabs. This is the way they behave. Uh, and this, by the way, is across the spectrum, uh, left to right, and um, this is the consequence of it. And um, it is, uh, you know, it's just unspeakable, absolutely unspeakable barbarism and savagery, uh, people being, you know, and, and you're quite right. I mean, it is, of course, Russia and the Syrian regime, but uh, the ground forces are made up um of foreign militias as well under uh, the control of Tehran. They're under the direct command of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps and uh, their Hezbollah. And um, the people of Syria, uh, Syria itself, I mean, one of the greatest and most beautiful cities on earth, the, the largest city in Syria, um, a, a city of great antiquity and civilization has been reduced to something resembling Hiroshima or Dresden. Um, And it's happened on our watch, and we can blame Donald Trump for it as much as we want, but Obama is the president uh, uh, that uh, was the leader of the free world while this happened. And, uh, you know, there's very few politicians that are, are prepared to admit this. I see that to the former chancellor in the U.K., George Osborne was very explicit about it in the House of Commons in Britain today. Um, This will haunt us for generations to come. 
Uh, how did Aleppo come to be such a, a crucial city in, in this well, conflict? Aleppo, uh, to some degree like Damascus, uh, you know, it's a very cosmopolitan city um, and uh, immediately became, uh, a, you know, a kind of a nexus, uh, a, a bastion, a citadel of the Syrian revolution. And we should remember that when it began five years ago uh, in Dara, in the Deep South, um, it was the most uh, pro-American, most liberal, most uh, uh, open to democracy uh, of all the uprising, and most nonviolent uh, of all the uprisings in the Arab Spring. And uh, so Aleppo, you know, quickly became a place where um, the Syrian, the Free Syrian Army, the Syrian National Council, the people who we talked to through the Friends of Syria group uh, were, you know, widely accepted, and they grew up out of the population of, of, of Aleppo. And um, over the years of persistent cunning and sinister betrayals uh, committed by the Obama uh, administration, um, you know, they had nowhere to turn. And so there's this sort of um, galaxy of... Uh, of various sorts of democratic, socialist, liber libertarian, uh, Islamist uh, group of schools that have evolved. And, uh, you know, this allows us to sort of wash our hands. You know, you look at Syria, Aleppo and the resistance, you say, oh, Jabhat al-Nusra and its uh, successor organization have been affiliated with al-Qaeda, and they're in the senior leadership. Well, Rob, if you were in Aleppo, you would have joined Jabhat al-Nusra. I would have joined Jabhat al-Nusra. There was nowhere else to turn. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've been playing along with this fiction. And, can, you know, the conservatives in Canada were responsible for this as well, uh, that, you know, the main problem is ISIS in Syria. No, the, ISIS is a function of the problem in Syria. ISIS is a function of Assad opening up his jails um, and, and facilitating the growth of ISIS so he can present the, this fiction to the world that he's fighting terrorism. And so, you know, this Aleppo became sort of the last hope of the of the besieged rebels. And by the way, it's a, I guess a thousand days um, of a siege. Uh, you know, Assad is pursuing a policy of surrender or die, and we know what surrender means. Uh, it, the regime defectors have documented meticulously the murder by uh, starving them to death, by torturing them to death, of about 60,000 Syrians in Assad's uh, dungeons and his secret prisons. There's one just outside Damascus where 20,000 people uh, have been uh, murdered. And the UN has confirmed this as well. There's, it's, there's no ambiguity here at all. We have watched this happen. We have no excuse and um, this, I guess, I mean, to me, the lesson is that people really need to get their heads around the fact that the system is broken. Everything is broken. The media system is broken. The international uh, order, uh, post-war order, the post-1989 order, the WTO-enforced, IMF-enforced order is broken. Uh, and the, the curious thing about the, the, the liberal government in Ottawa is that they, they, their policy seems to be, uh, you know, a deliberate policy of trying to uh, divert 
people's attention, trying to convince us otherwise. Like Canada was a sponsor of a motion uh, last Friday in the UN General Assembly calling for a ceasefire and humanitarian corridors and bragging, oh, look, you know, we've had some effect, even though it's non-binding and toothless. The reason we sponsored it was because it was non-binding and toothless. You know, there, there are instruments available to the, United Na- uh, to the General Assembly that can do an end run around the UN Security Council, or an end run around Russia and China, which, you know, they've mobbed up the Security Council. Um, but we did. We chose not to do that um, because it would actually have some effect. It would make some difference. Right. So, you know, I'm afraid disco is dead, and people are going to have to get their goddamn heads around that. Um, and... Uh, you know, I mean, the thing of it is, we what moral authority now do we have? Uh, what claim of uh, moral uh, right do we have uh, uh, on 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 the people of Syria, on the people of Yemen, on the people of Morocco, on on the people uh, anywhere in the Levant uh, that is any greater than the claim upon them that is being uh, asserted by Jabhat al Nusra and Al Qaeda? You know, when you're, you've seen your, your, your school bombed. Every single hospital in Aleppo deliberately targeted and destroyed. Pinpoint uh, 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 munitions fired at ambulances. You know, um, underground hospitals, that's all you've got left. Uh, all the doctors killed. And by the way, providing medical as- assistance or journalism in Aleppo is considered a terrorist crime. Uh, you know, it's not just guys with guns. Um, you know, what are you going to do when uh, Al-Qaeda rides into town like the Hells Angels on a motorcycle and says, look, here's a gun. You know, you can fight the regime and you can fight ISIS. Are you with us or are you with Barack Obama? <laughs> yeah. Well, Terry, let me ask you this, because not only have we, we stood by and allowed this to happen, uh, given the, the reports we're hearing of, of war crimes, of atrocities, Will will anything ever come of this? Will anyone ever be held accountable for what's going on right now? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I suppose it's always possible that, I mean, you know, in my unrepentant sort of optimism, uh, nobody saw the Arab Spring coming. Nobody saw the fall of the Berlin Wall. Um, You never really know, uh, you know, what's around the corner. Um, But I think it would require... Uh, an, an uprising uh, in the West itself, um, and uh, you know, an entire generation uh, of people have been led around by the nose, um, and you know, just bathing in this false virtue of pacifism and uh, and non-interventionism. Um, and, you know, what are we seeing in, in Britain? You know, the Labour Party is controlled by Jeremy Corbyn. His favorite newspaper, The Morning Star, yesterday was describing the atrocities in Aleppo as the liberation of Aleppo. Yeah. We have the same kind of thing going on in Canada. Um, over the weekend, you know, Ezra Levant's rebel TV equivalent on the left, uh, which is rabble, their correspondent, Eva Bartlett, was saying exactly the same thing Ezra Levin says, oh, it's the mainstream media and it's lies. And, you know, she was uh, last year described the, the massacres and the atrocities in Homs as a liberation. Uh, so, you know, we really, I, I think that 
there, there's got to be uh, a complete, nearly revolutionary uh, rejection of the kind of uh, squishy liberal paradigm that we've had eight years of under Obama. Uh, and it has to be, I, I, you know, I think liberal democracy has to find the fire in its belly again. Um, uh, you know, there's absolutely nothing that Donald Trump has, has, has undertaken in his uh, 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 supplications to Moscow, covertly or overtly, that Canada's liberal government doesn't do openly in its uh, supplications and obsequiousness to Beijing. You know, this is the age of the strong man, the age of the gargoyle. And we have a prime minister slobbering over the coffin of a dead despot in Havana. Um, and, you know, we've got the left who spent the last eight years cheering on that caudillo uh, in Venezuela, you know, Chavismo, yay. Well, you know, Venezuela is basically a failed state. Congratulations, comrades. And, you know, what Donald Trump is saying, by the way, about, about the Middle East is exactly the same thing that Obama has been saying about the Middle East. It's just not sort of, you know, drawn up in the same kind of oratory. Uh, Trump is saying, well, we're not going to go around overthrowing dictators and all this kind of stuff. Well, you know, this is music to the ears of the so-called anti-war movement. I mean, it's not for nothing that Code Pink gave Donald Trump its pink badge of courage. Yeah, no you know, uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, I really there's there's something that is seriously dysfunctional in the way we talk about these 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 deep and disturbing questions. All of the solemn the solemn promises that we made to one another from the ashes of the Shoah in the last century. Srebrenica, Rwanda. Darfur, Cambodia, Aleppo, we've watched this. We have no excuse. Syria, we have watched this in real time live. It's, uh, it's disheartening, to say the least. Uh, Terry, we've got to leave it there. I know you're writing about this today, and we'll watch for that tomorrow. Okay, uh, in the sorry Ottawa I'm a Citizen. bit worked up about this, Ron. Well, yeah. we all should be, absolutely. But I appreciate okay, your brother. candor. appreciate the insight, as always. Terry, thanks for this. Take care. All right. Terry Glavin, uh, author and journalist, uh, columnist with the Ottawa Citizen National Post. We need to take a quick break here. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.